0: So hey guys, Vivek Jaiswal is with me. He's the CEO and co-founder of Customer Guru, which is a boutique customer experience consultancy based in Bangalore, and uh, he's also co-founder of Omoto, which is an omni-channel NP solution for your business. So hey Vivek, can you tell us a bit more on what Customer Guru is, what you do, and what Omoto is?
1: Hey Sunil, thanks for having me on this podcast. Uh, so. Uh Customer Guru started out of uh, my sheer desperation of uh, getting a better experience as a customer here in India. So the story goes that I had come back to India in 2014 after a couple of years of stint in Europe and, and having lived around the world before that. And I was having a Terrible time setting myself up with an internet connection, a mobile connection. And uh, within a few days, I realized that businesses are not too keen on giving their customers a very good experience over here, which was uh, a bit of a shocker for me because we as uh, Indians, we are culturally more inclined to uh, deliver good service um, and it was not happening. So I, I kind of made it my own mission that, okay, I have to help businesses here uh, develop a uh, customer experience practice and help them improve customer experience, educate people about why customer experience is so important, and only then can they become a little more competitive globally uh, when it comes to delivering great experiences around the world. So that's how I kind of started Customer Guru. Awesome. Customer Guru was uh, like, I started just going around telling people, if you need help to set up customer experience practice, I can do that for you. And over a period of time, I realized that there is a there is a very good mechanism of learning how well you are doing with when it comes to customer experience. So that's how we set up Omoto, which is uh, an omni-channel solution to help companies get customer feedback and make sense of it re- in real time
0: awesome that sounds interesting like uh, you saw uh, a problem yourself that you are facing and then you went out and went out ahead started a company and now you're solving it
1: yeah i think i think that's how entrepreneurs are born <laughs>
0: like so uh, tell me Vivek, like uh, in in like, when you're consulting these uh, companies or when you're helping them with customers so i i believe that like you might be implementing something called as a customer focused strategy right so what is exactly a customer focused strategy
1: yeah i i actually like to call it from customer focus i would rather say it is more of a person focused strategy um, where we help our clients uh, understand the person behind the numbers, the number of customers that they have. Every company kind of talks around the number of customers they've acquired, the volume and, and, the, vo- and the value and those kind of things. But we tend to forget though, that there are people uh, behind these numbers and they have experiences, they have feelings and they, they go out and talk to other people, which kind of influences the buying decision of other people as well. And that's why it becomes incredibly important to become person-focused. And the way it kind of starts off is by understanding the needs, desires, and problems of each of your customers. And you identify your customers by building personas, uh, which are not generic jo- demography, uh, demographic information, like age, gender, or geography, but more personalized, like Vivek, 36 years, uh, likes beer and reads about entrepreneurship and leadership, etc. So you get the picture. That's, that's the first step. And uh, that's how you kind of get started with uh, looking at all of your functions and understand whether you are your uh, business functions are delivering value to that person or not. So it's a lot about uh, becoming focused on delivering value to each of your customers who are people and becoming more personalized uh, for each of them. And goal is to build uh, the marketing strategy, the sales strategy, and your product and everything for a one customer segment.
0: That's interesting. So, uh, so instead of calling it customer-focused strategy, you're calling it people-focused strategy because uh, you say people are behind uh, everything that's happening in the company. That's obviously true, I guess.
1: True, true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. so and why do you think uh, it's important for any business uh, to implement a people focused strategy like are, are, is is there any direct correlation between uh, implementing a people
1: focused strategy and the growth definitely there is i think what is happening in today's world is that um, because of the availability of information with each person uh, people are a lot more educated about the kind of decisions that they're making. And let's talk about B2B scenarios. Barriers to entry for competition is going down. Uh, The cost of switching for customers is low right now. And uh, to stay relevant for your customers, you have to be more personal to them. And that is why it becomes a lot more important if you have to kind of stay in the market and grow You have to put the person at the center. Your customers at the center of everything that you do. In fact, I was reading some of the research done by Forrester in B two B. About 68 percent of customers prefer to research independently about their buying decision online. And uh, then there are sixty percent of other uh, sixty percent of the customers would even prefer not to speak to a salesperson while making a buying decision so therefore it becomes a lot more important that your marketing specifically your marketing is very personalized it kind of speaks to that particular buyer who is researching online and coming across your content so i'm kind of switching between the overall strategy of a business but also how do you kind of acquire that one person as a customer right yeah,
0: that totally makes sense. I, I kind of resonate with what you're saying here. Like uh, your content or your strategy should be focused on what people are looking for and uh, not the other way around. So, yeah. I, and uh, crazily enough that uh, Spot recently came uh, came up with a new, uh, new funnel kind of thing, which is called the Spot's Flywheel. So have you heard of it?
1: Yeah, yeah I have. In fact, uh, thanks to you, I kind of got introduced to it.
0: Yeah. So if you've gone through it, so what do you think of the sports flywheel, right? It's something which is obviously keeping uh, customer-centric uh, flywheel,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I really liked the whole idea and it resonated really well with uh, with me personally because also there are certain things that we do with our uh, clients. We help them set up a customer journey map, and customer journey map and the customer flywheel that has been introduced by HubSpot look quite similar to me because uh, the flywheel talks about attract, engage, and delight customers, keeping your customers at the center. And on the other hand, the, the customer journey map talks about visualizing your customers' journey through your business uh, even before they make the purchase and while they are making the purchase and while they are experiencing the service or the product and after that also so which is more or less the same thing the flywheel is kind of making it circular whereas the customer journey map makes it a journey uh, which is both interesting and and quite uh, intriguing to find correlations between so i feel what the customer flywheel is bringing on the table is is a decision making framework um, for organizations to not just imagine. And I mean, the comparison between the flywheel is coming directly with the funnel, uh, which is where uh, the funnel is completely sales-focused and you put leads on the top and you kind of trickle down to the bottom where you find uh, end up getting some contracts and win new customers. Whereas the flywheel is saying that it's a circular journey where you attract customers you kind of make get them into the wheel and as your wheel grows the momentum in the wheel also increases and that's how you have to start thinking of making decisions what are the frictions and points which are creating bad experiences for the customers across their journey from before the acquisition of the customer to the point of acquisition and through the experience of the product or the service and post that as well so that's what i have kind of understood of flywheel which kind of very well correlates with the customer journey mapping awesome
0: so uh, you just mentioned about reducing some uh, the friction which causes uh problems in the functioning of the flywheel so can you can you give us some example of what kind of frictions and what are those in the real life
1: yeah i mean if you just Think of uh, something as simple as uh, let's suppose I want to go have a coffee cup of coffee yeah, and uh, I've uh, I decide to go to let's say Costa Coffee and uh, and while I am kind of driving down to Costa Cafe coffee and I I have to find out uh, parking space first of all, and Bangalore is uh, not right. so not so parking friendly so uh, that's a point of friction for me so maybe cost it would help costa coffee to have a dedicated parking space for customers yeah that's a point of friction then there is when i i enter the costa coffee i have to queue up yeah and maybe i've had a terrible time finding a parking spot and i'm probably running late for wherever i have to go next and those kind of things so if the uh if these are things that the barista at the cost of coffee can keep in mind through their training and and induction, they can probably enhance my experience by, uh, by, like striking a good conversation with me by making sure that the coffee is served as quick as possible, by uh, empathizing with my possible situations that the traffic in Bangalore is bad. The weather might be not that great. So those kind of things kind of reduces the friction and enhances the experience that, okay, ultimately I'm interacting with a person and that person kind of relates with my experience and is, is taking the extra effort of not just serving me coffee, but having a good conversation and, and elevating my mood, also, right? So those are those. Are, it's just a very simple, relatable example. But those are things that that kind of should be kept in mind when it comes to uh, designing the experience for your customer, and 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 kind of making sure that the customer is at the center of uh, the the flywheel.
0: Right. Uh, so so you're saying, like, let's say, if, if there's a Starbucks and there's a Costa Coffee, and uh, if if Starbucks is the one who's is- who have their personal dedicated parking space and uh, plus they, they, there's a queue, but they, they serve quickly and stuff. So you're obviously going to choose uh, Starbucks because they're going to provide you a better experience as a customer. Uh, coffee.
1: definitely yes those are ways that at least starbucks if is if it is doing all those things at least starbucks is thinking about the customer and trying to reduce those friction points like i mentioned parking could be a problem it's a friction point for me to reach and get my coffee ultimately i want to get a coffee not worry about parking right right
0: but any, uh, So so you mean reducing anything that comes in between you and the coffee yeah <laughs> right so reducing anything anything between your path to drinking the coffee and that is going to uh, create a good customer experience yes definitely awesome right so uh, so yeah, can you can tell, tell us like how do you create a customer focused marketing strategy like what what are some steps to
1: follow I think um, it's it's quite straightforward you I, I kind of mentioned a little bit about in my in my earlier answer where you start with a persona you define your persona the second thing is again you kind of visualize the journey of that persona through your business and those journeys could be different aspects like let's stick to the coffee example if if the coffee uh, company Starbucks for example over here sits down and just kind of visualizes the uh, pre-engagement journey of the customer, the engagement journey of the customer, and post-engagement journey. What what that means is that what is it that a customer has to do to get to the uh, Starbucks? Within Starbucks, what is the journey of the customer? After purchasing the uh, coffee, you would have, I'm sure you've been to a Starbucks, you would notice you pay the bill and then you kind of go and sit down, relax, you get the coffee or you get called for the coffee, you go pick it up and all of that. So that's the journey you have to kind of plan it out. And uh, you, once you visualize that, what happens post that, do you have an engagement mechanism for some um, some places in, in Starbucks i have seen you kind of get a card through which you can scratch and uh loyalty with the brand and, and come back for a free cup of coffee. That's that's something that is happening post journey. So those are things that you first do as a second step. You do that. Uh, you build a customer journey map and then you from that you filter down the needs desires and problems of each of your customers. Now uh, there there are certain needs that you would know like uh, by default because you're in the market. You, you build a product or a service that is catering and serving that need, there are certain desires that each of those personas could have personally. Like uh, there could be a desire that, for instance, in our business, when we are helping our clients improve their customer experience, there is someone in our client's organization who is aspiring to become a customer experience champion within the organization. So that's that person's desire now we got to help that person in that in achieving that goal as well so how do we enable that person so we invest a lot in educating our clients around customer experience in making sure that they understand the the science and the the art behind customer experience so things like telling them uh, what are what are the kind of questions that you should Frame. How should you train your people to talk to your customers? Those kind of things kind of influences the customer's experience, and and that person whom we are selling to is now more is getting a lot more value than just the solution that we are providing. So that that's the desires part, and obviously there will be certain problems that that person is facing. Those could be around customer retention, because with bad customer experience, customer retention becomes a problem because. More, if customers are having bad experience with a product or service, they're just going to churn out, right? So customer retention is a problem. So how do we help uh, this person establish a connection between improvement in customer experience and improvement in retention? So those are things that, that kind of helps us build a customer-focused strategy. Uh, so in, in summary, what I'm saying is that start with a persona, Develop a customer journey map. Understand your customers' journey through your business, uh, from pre-engagement to post-engagement, and then understand the needs, desires, and problems. One of the also one of the ways to also capture the needs, desires, and problems is to go back and talk to your current customers. Maybe. Talk to your competitors, customers, as to what are their needs, desires, and problems. Some of the people would definitely open up and give you a, a bunch of information around this point.
0: That's to, that's an interesting step-by-step process that everyone can follow to create a customer-focused strategy. Right? That's that's totally interesting. And I, I was just uh, like going through a blog. And uh, so you posted this recent article on what's your what should be your customer resolutions for 2019? So I'm curious to know what's yours.
1: Oh, that's an interesting question. For me, it's yeah. So my resolution, my customer focus resolutions for 2019 is to educate and uh, add value to our customers around customer experience improvement. Oh, awesome, awesome. It was great talking to you, Vivek. So, Neil, thank you so much for the opportunity. It was a, it was a fun uh, conversation. And awesome. uh, thanks for asking such intriguing questions.